boys oh hi take two of the open here what do you mean take two this is the first and only take we've done no 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 let's, deja let's, vu. let's have a little transparency let's here. own it <laughs> it's okay be honest uh it's listen i was take two i'm exhausted and need a um i don't even know what you'd call this anymore an olympic swimming pool uh, amount of quite a large jar full of uh coffee uh big <laughs> that's, that's the jar i normally have of coffee in your house there you go that's kind of true um, you look like you're about to fall asleep and no uh, way. I just slept for like 14 hours. I'm good. You lucky bastard. <laughs> I it's not lucky. I flew from, uh, from tomorrow into today. God, then you're not a, then you're not the lucky. You're a time traveler. What's the then? weather like tomorrow? I did. No, because you know, Japan is like, I don't even know, like a day and seven hours ahead or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it is, but you cross the international date line. And so, yeah, I actually, I left on, when did I leave? I left like right into Tuesday and arrived on Monday morning. Okay. Well, well, let me, let me ask you that. Uh, First of all, we just to, to make sure everything's okay. Yes. Um, Do you have the coronavirus, sir? Well, I don't think so, but maybe I should wear one of these. (laughs) <laughs> just to be safe for the ones not on the instagrams um kev kev is holding up a face mask protective yeah you know you know which probably isn't a bad idea considering your health yeah i did not i did not wear one the entire time i was in japan the <laughs> only time i wore one is when uh is on the flight back from japan that's it that's probably won't well, probably the best time at the same time when you're in a small yeah. tube with yeah. a bunch of strangers for however many hours yeah, at that and, point. But however, nearly the entire country of Japan is wearing them, though. Yeah, which makes sense. I believe it. Not all of them. Not all of them, but yeah. a, but a lot of them. A and good chunk. yeah, I mean, and they they have uh, it's a different culture, as you guys know. So, mm-hmm. you know, their shall we say their practices with regards to coughing and sneezing are somewhat different than our own. So yeah. Okay. Uh, well, first things first, how, uh, how the hell was your trip? Terrific. Not, not everyone gets to go to Japan. So that, you know, it's a big deal. Good for you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was really, really great. I had a really great time. Very, it was, it was, uh, it was exhausting, but in the best way, um, uh, you know, uh, my, my travel companion and I, we, we walked something like on average, like seven or eight miles a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Every day for like two weeks sandwich. That's pretty good. So, yeah, and we got around. And now, you know, the in the early goings, uh, you know, things were, you know, things were really great. And Japan, the nation of Japan actually started closing things behind us <laughs> and then things in front of us. So uh, we did get to the Ghibli Museum before it closed. Oh, good. Um, and everything, you know, all museums and things closed are closed until like 
the end of April or something like that, middle of April or mm-hmm. May or something like that. They're they're just they just like whole just closed them all. They're just like close them all up and they closed. Yeah, there's actually so, uh, some serious shit going on in New York and Northern Jersey too. So it's uh oh yeah yeah yeah, which is kind of just happening like the last few hours. So it's good times here too. Yeah, maybe we should uh, maybe we should get the mask on sandwich immediately before uh before we have problems i'm just saying what's that supposed to mean he's gonna have to shave the beard though i don't know if i want to see what's under the beard i've seen it it's yeah it's baby face uh (laughs) but it is it's like sandwich but with no it's sandwich with no crust basically without the crust the crust is cut off that's a good way of putting it Nice. but uh yeah no i so yeah so we did see a whole bunch of things i did go to you know, lots of uh, uh, lots of different places and do lots of different things. So, um, yeah, it would it would be a whole show to describe. I'll just I'll talk about just a couple of things really quickly. The Ghibli Museum was incredible. I mean, what an incredible, incredible space uh, for Studio Ghibli, uh, which produced such films as Princess Mononoke and uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. You may re- remember an Oscar-nominated feature called Spirited Away. I think it might have won, actually. I don't remember. Um, and a few other ones in the latter years. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was an, an incredible experience, and I'm glad, I'm glad that I got to see that before they closed it. Um, but, uh, you know, there was uh, shrines and a lot of... Uh, Japan holy places and um, uh, uh, you know Buddhist temples and things like that. So yeah, a lot of really visually striking. I went on a bullet train five times. Um, <laughs> oh, it doesn't really feel like a. It doesn't feel like a bullet when you're on it until you see the amount of ground you've covered <laughs> in, in a short period of time, and you're, you're like, oh my, that was moving fast. How, how fast um, does that go? Like two hundred something. I, we were we were not on the fastest one in the was, country. That was a buck forty. I think it goes a bit faster than 40. No, no, I, I 140, 140. 140, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. But um, I went on five different ones, though. So, not, again, not the fastest one in the country, but definitely the, the, the other ones. I, I was uh, actually I was actually worried. Like I, did, I was afraid to ask um, about how, how the vacation was going while you were over there in terms of just kind of like, you know, I didn't want to twist the knife in case shit actually hit the fan. But I do love how uh, last week when we were unsure, like we couldn't remember if you were joining us for the show, and we text you and you said you were currently eating breakfast. Uh, <laughs> that that was a personal favorite of mine right yeah. there. To, uh, before realizing, I was eating. So I was eating breakfast the next day. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday morning. I was eating breakfast. breakfast on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. And frankly, I'm just I'm just happy that you actually came back to the United States. Yeah. Well, there was there was a brief period there where I think our president was talking about, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do about Japan yet. Mm-hmm. And then we had a small little bit of, um, maybe, you know, and then it was just like, nah. Listen, we'll between, right. between, grinding, point, between grinding the flights and you just wanting to stay there anyways, I could have seen it gone either way. So there's, there was, uh, there was, a, there was a few moments there where, where we were like, you know, um, maybe we, should we consider? And then, you know, we were we were like we're going to be. We, at that point, we only had a few, couple of days left. I think when they were talking about that, and, okay. and we were just like, yeah, just to ride it out. And I was thinking to myself, boy, I hope the U.S. consulate has lovely guest services because 
I'm, if if I am stuck here, I'm not paying to stay here. So not not that I didn't love it, but it was, you know, you know, we were in Tokyo and all the big cities. You know, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, Kyoto, Osaka, Hiroshima. You know, a lot of big places. So it's a nice. Uh, sounds like a nice vacation. So I'm glad you had. Yeah, a, yeah. glad you had a good time, sir. Uh, oh, gonna, I did. I'm trying to think what you might have missed. Uh, what well, uh, toy fair happened? Oh, well, yeah. Let me tell you the one thing that's, that stood out to me that I missed. What's that? That that crumb bum OG decided to show up when I'm gone. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In fairness, I, I asked him the day before in a pinch, realizing that, you know, a little another voice on Toy Fair would be helpful. And and he, he did me in solid and was able to stay for like, whatever it was, 40 minutes. Or yeah, so. he, happened, he happened to be He uh, literally dropped off his kid, came over, and then went to go do more dad stuff. Unbelievable. Oh, come on. Come on now. Uh, and what else oh, happened? Yeah. I see Rocky is still with us. Of course. Of course. What do you mean? What do you mean with us? What does that mean? Well, if I can hear him, it can only mean that once again, the sandwich has slacked off on getting him a bone. I didn't have work today and I'm not going to work on my day off, sir. I'm I sorry. Couldn't. <laughs> could, couldn't think ahead, huh? Get that bone yesterday, put oh. it in the freezer. Come oh. on now, come on. You could have shipped him a bone from Japan with all this forethought. <laughs> Give him something fancy. He's I don't a... even know how to I don't even know how to address that. <laughs> That's okay. He's being good right now. But uh yeah, I think Me that or was Rocky. That, uh, well, I can go either way. Yes. Um yeah. <laughs> you're being a good boy now, Sandwich. Yeah, the, the, the major thing uh out of Toy Fair uh Big Kev um from Mezco is uh the, the Popeye set. And the um with Pluto? The, yeah, and yeah. the uh, the Superman um set that they have as well. You're you're gonna want that for your collection for without the a doubt. Flight? The Fleischer Superman stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I did. I did actually. I did actually do on one of the longest train rides that we had, which was probably like two and a half hours. You can mm-hmm. imagine Ooh. how much ground we covered then. Uh, it was almost two, two and a maybe two forty, forty five, something like that. I did do a lot of um, research on what was being, uh, what was coming out of Toy Fair. Okay. Um, and so if you're talking about the Fleischer Superman, yes, absolutely 100%. Um, I think it's really interesting that even though they're a little bit late to the game, Mezco with the five POA retro styling figures here, a yep. little late to the game. I think they've got an, that Fleischer license at the very least is very interesting. So I absolutely I'm, agree, which we, which, which we got to talk after the show about, uh, about some Mezco stuff too. So. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah, but all, all in all, it was a, a a good time. I had a was super busy the the whole time doing some interviews and talking to some folks. But uh, you know, as always, um, very nice experience over at Toy Fair. Nice. So yeah, uh, and otherwise, I think it's just been uh, super busy. Uh, you know, every other sector. Yeah, every otherwise personally. So there's that, uh, and I think that is for the most part it. Yeah. All the exciting stuff. And those bought... those were the big things that you thought came out of Toy Fair. No, in terms of stuff that you would oh. want. Well, st- just well, because we since we already talked about, but some of the cliff notes of stuff I know you would be interested in. Well, certainly any of the licensed stuff coming out of uh, Boss Fight Studios, I thought was big news, mm-hmm. like Zorro and 
Flash Gordon, both 1980 and the uh, cartoon, uh, the the uh, comic strip stuff. I you, think you need huge. that flash, man. Yeah, I, I need them all. It's not you, the you, point. <laughs> you, need, um, you need that for shit. Actually, shit. and Sandwich will confirm that I need none of them <laughs> because where are we going to put them? Um, and uh, so there's, yeah, so I did see that. Um, I did see a few other things. I, I saw once again, I feel like Hasbro was kind of a disappointment. Um, because you know, their, their big vehicle of the year this year is the slave one, which is basically a reissue of the one they did. I want to say it was 2012. I can't remember exactly when it was, but Mm -hmm. they redid that ship larger with more features and things. And now they've just put it out again, which I was like, you gotta be kidding me. They have the razor crest, which is, uh, um, oh, uh, um, uh, Instagram Instagram just shit the bed, by the way. Sure did. Beautiful. And um You guys chat. Uh the Razor Crest, which is the ship from the Mandalorian, I cannot believe that they did not do that ship. And I'm sure I'll be told that it was uh you know, licensing or or the fact that they couldn't get it uh they couldn't get it going, you know, uh, in time. You know, that's why they the baby uh the baby Yoda stuff or the child, the child or whatever or we're calling it this week. One of the hundred names you want to give them. Um, it, why that stuff wasn't instantly revealed. You know, so, uh, you know, there's, there's there. I, I, I was really, you know, genuinely, I thought disappointed by, by some of that. So yeah, there, there were other things about toy fair. I think, uh, um, those, those are the ones that right now. Yeah, I see. It's those crazy. are the things. Sorry. Yeah. No, go. Go ahead. Like I feel like the only Star Wars property that's really going right now is Mandalorian and it's crazy that they put out nut I I mean I didn't see anything, you know, they didn't put out the ship. I didn't really see any figures that they put out. Maybe I just literally missed it. But Mandalorian's the only thing they got going right now and they put out old stuff instead of putting out the new stuff. You know, and uh, you know, not for nothing and and this is true. Um they put out. They're putting out a six-inch snowspeeder, uh-huh. which I think is great. I think that's a great idea. You know, they haven't done really sort of a uh, a big-sized six-inch vehicle. I think since that, since the Tie Fighter, which didn't go over very well, which I think was a mistake because I thought it was a really great a really great idea and it was something they were able to do. Uh-huh. Now they're doing a snow speeder. That's really, I thought that was a really great uh, thing to do, especially in the 40th anniversary of uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, a film I saw in the theater 68 times, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> That's not a number I'm just pulling out of my ass to exaggerate the amount of times that I saw it in the theater. I saw it 68 times in the theater. So was that one of those... Um... Those things where they put the old movies out for the new people, since you're such a young guy and there's no way you could have seen it 40 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well done, sandwich. God, well done. Get, get throw up here. <laughs> uh, really quickly, guys, before we uh, we continue, let's uh, let's. I uh, would like to pimp out the Patreon real quickly. Oh yes, of course. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/geekstufftng. Uh, for just a dollar, you can help us uh, tremendously with behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, you'll be able to get gain access to our Discord service. Uh, think of it as a standalone kind of a text service. For $3, you get the latest show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night. 
you get also a sneak peek at the prep sheet for the week. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show, uh, which I've been kind of doing like just whatever topic off the top of my head, a little op-ed version, um, if anything, kind of a little mini show, which I like. Uh, you get also a vintage episode of Geek Stuff, or when it was Big Kev's Geek Stuff in the way back one. Uh, and for $10 a month, you get the live show on Instagrams, um, which is acting up um, tremendously tonight. So thanks a lot, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, and again, oh, all of that is to help us out tremendously with a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, and a lot of the fees that go into uh, recording a podcast. So there you go. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, boys, anything else you want to hit on before we hit all the news? Ah. Uh, I think we could just there you go. It. All right. Well, we good we talked go. about Japan. We talked about Toy Fair. We talked about OG showing up when I'm not around. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right, then. There we go. Uh, let's hit on because as soon as we stopped recording last week, uh, of course, some cool news broke because that's just what always. happens. Uh, Matt Reeves shared his first look of the Batmobile in the upcoming The Batman movie. Um, and I, we talked about it on Discord a smidge. Uh, on the box, it says it looks more realistic as opposed to the over-the-top vehicles in the past. And Garcia525 says he likes it. It's kind of a, it kind of has a little bit of a Batman 66 vibe to it as well. Um, personally, I keep going back and forth on it myself. Uh, it feels like a mix between something you would see in a Hot Wheels car and something you would see at a like I don't know like one of those like kind of chop shop TV shows on History Channel, uh, or an, <laughs> or at an actual car show uh, along uh, you know the Jersey or New York shoreline. Um, but I mean it, it, it's three static fig, uh, shots, so you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But right now I'm kind of eh. Yeah, I'm um, the same. It looks like a Dodge Charger to me. Yes, yeah, char- Charger or Challenger? I can't exactly tell. I'm not. I'm not too, too sure. I'm not a big uh, history buff when it comes to those cars. Well, me me either, and I could have it wrong, but, I mean, it just looks like a late 70s car. Well, you know, which, which I mean, kind of begs the question a little bit, is that what they're going for here? Are they going for a, a bit of an older look? You know, is that going to tie back into that theory that the, you know, the Joker is, you know, the Joaquin Joker is perhaps maybe going to be more timely? You know, in this in this uh, in this universe, if they're going to try to pull pull that maneuver, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, this also comes uh, not long afterwards when there were some behind the scenes. Like, obviously, these are these are stage photos that we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, but there were also some photos that some kind of photographer took of uh, the bat motorcycle, the bat cycle. Um, which those, I, I I don't think it's fair to judge those pictures whatsoever. Because there's no special effects, there's no sh- there's no proper lighting. It was just a cemetery scene, a guy in a bike, which we who we can't even tell who's wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, and in a case like that, they're more concerned about safety and lines than they are about aesthetics, really. Um, and it feels like there's kind of like just mixed reviews for the most part on Twitter. I've I've seen it gone back and forth, um, but I'm you know I'm I'm kind of eh yeah. on it. It looks like a cool car, but it doesn't look like a cool Batmobile. That's the best way I'm going to describe this. Yeah, you know, Where, I'll like, give you that. I feel like I think I forget who said it. If it was I think it was uh, Mr. Big Kev. It looks like a Hot Wheels car, kind of. You know, like it doesn't look like a Batmobile to me. It looks like or 
Did you this either of you guys see the Jason Statham death race? No, or, but I know of it though. Yeah. It kind of looks yeah, like something I'm, in that kind of movie to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It looks like a you know what? It almost looks like a guy is cosplaying a Batmobile yeah. here. Like he's got a like, you know, let's say he's got an older car and you know, he's kind of juiced it up a little to, you know, drive him to the convention, you know, yeah. something like that. He's gonna post it f- almost kind of looks like that. But it's hard to say. They're dark photos. You know, we're we're seeing some sort of weird red lights, you know, from sort of the inside, I guess. Um, you know, like, I don't know. It's This is a hard one to judge um, based on the evidence that we have here. Yeah, uh, again, and kind of to go along with what you just said, Big Kev, uh, I think that's the, you know, with the chrome of the engine, I think that's the the brake light on the top of the car that's just reflecting off of everything once you kind of zoom in a bit. Uh, that's a little bit of an assumption on my point. Um, but again, no, no. I, the, oh, oh yeah. No, you may be right. Yeah. The rear brake light. Oh yeah. You may be right about that. Yeah. yeah but, I but, didn't, I didn't zoom in. But again, I think that kind of goes to what you said before. Like we need to know the time period that we're, we're, we're talking about here. If this is a, a modern day Batman, uh, you know, it doesn't really feel all that right. But maybe if this is like a first Batman Batmobile iteration from, you know, 20, 30-ish years ago, maybe 40 years ago, uh, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it's just kind of – it depends how it plays. First, for me, it depends on how it plays within the storyline right now. And, and it's just – it's hard to tell that right now. I always like the beefier kind of Batmobiles. Like, it just makes more sense, I feel like, where it's like – it should be kind of like, you know, like a – a Hummer, essentially, you, where it's okay. It's a supposed to be like a huge car. I feel like, you know, cause they're gonna shoot this car all the time. Like, you know? so you want like an over the top kind of like yes. mini like, Hummer slash tank kind of car. Yeah, the like, tumbler, the tumbler. Basically, yeah. yeah, the tumbler was awesome. Yeah, and it made perfect sense. I think it made perfect sense in those movies, considering the fact that Wayne Enterprises was developing military hardware. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense in some ways. This, I feel like this is him going in his like elusive mini car garage and being like, I want to pimp this one out and just throwing a bunch of bulletproof stuff on top of it and saying, this is my Batmobile. Yeah. So again, we'll just kind of have to see how it goes with the storyline to see exactly uh, how it plays out. Uh, speaking we'll, of Batman. Speaking of which, Christian Bale, uh, according to Collider, uh, will be portraying the villain in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie. Um, now, this this rumor is really getting around. I don't think it's just Collider. I think it's kind of all over the place that he's in the final negotiations or may have already signed to play a mystery character in Thor 4, which will be the first film, by the way, to extend past three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not, and not considering, considering the fact that after two, uh, we we didn't think there would be a three. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving on to Thor four. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty significant. Um, no doubt. But no one knows what character he's playing. So the speculation is wide, wide open. I've heard I've heard uh, that he's going to play um, Balder the Brave. That's what this article yeah. that you have here says. And maybe he's playing Balder the Brave, which I think is. Is interesting, and then, but but I've heard things like uh, he's going to play um, also. I've heard Mephisto. Uh, I've heard um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the other Thor. 
Beta Ray Bill. Uh, Beta Ray Beta Bill. Ray. I've heard Beta Ray Bill. I've heard. I mean, there, there's, there's no end to who he could play. Mm-hmm. It's a question of who, you know, who, who I guess moves their story along a little bit, uh, a little bit better. And uh, I think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna know this for a long time. The answer to this. And yeah. here's the thing. I mean, Bale has no matter what you thought of him in Batman. Uh, he is such a. He has a wide range. Of, of, <laughs> uh, of what he's able to do. So, yeah, no matter what you thought of him in Batman, which had better be he was an amazing Batman. Yeah. He yes. does have a wide range. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just look at some of like the photos of him just with the, the way he's gained weight or lost weight is, uh, is the, pretty ridiculous. So, um, yeah, the movie you want to, the, that you want to Google, uh, Mr. Monty is the mechanic. Oh, the machine. Yeah, Google the images the from the mechanic. Mechanic from 2011, 2011. Yeah, yeah, because he lost some weight. Yeah, he was like, he movie. was like, he was like literally he like 100 a, pounds. Yeah, <laughs> he was a rail. I mean, I, I, that can't be healthy. But that said, this, you know, this is what the now he hasn't had any extreme. I don't think anything since then that I'm aware of. Um, so you know, uh, but he is an amazing, he is an amazing actor, and he is. You know, like he, I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt that he brings, you know, it's another really great, huge caliber brought to the Marvel universe. And as a villain, I mean, look at Thor Ragnarok. I mean, he had Kate Blanchett playing Hela in that or Hela or however yeah, you want to say Hela. it. I think, yeah, I think uh, Sandwich, right? I think you meant the machinist. From 2004. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Did I say the mechanic? I meant the machinist. Yeah. So. Oh, no worries. Uh, kind of bouncing off of uh, the Thor universe right now. Uh, Taika Waititi set to direct an animated Charlie and Speaking the Chocolate Factory. Speaking of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, listen, the, the man's like, just, Taika is just hitting home run after home run right now. And I can't think of a, how can I say this? A opportunity to have a twisted, <laughs> twisted animated movie or series, rather, excuse me, uh, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm very okay with this. Yeah. Uh, because let's be honest. I mean, if there's ever a, if there was ever a movie that could have translated from real life to cartoon, it's got to be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I feel like it's a weird choice for a TV show, but I'm behind it. Why is that? Because <laughs> like I don't know how you translate the movie. Or the book into a TV show. Did you read show? the book? Yeah. Okay. But it's been like since I was like a, a small sandwich. Oh, good. Barely a finger sandwich. So, I mean, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I support it. I feel like, you know, I always say this, like every every year I feel like someone in Hollywood has like a big year. Like I feel like last year was like the year of Keanu. Mm-hmm. And I think 2020 is the year of Taika Waititi. Waititi, have you pronounced that last name? Mm-hmm. Because he's just all over the fucking place. It's interesting you say it like that because you're talking about someone who's in front of the camera versus behind the camera Yeah. at the same time. And, and before like his Marvel Universe stuff, his MCU stuff, um, his content is fantastic, uh-huh. hysterical. Um, uh, I think it was a be- uh, Beware the Wilder People. I think that's the, the, the title. Okay. Amazing film. It's that it's that dry comedy that uh, I love. Think like kind of like that Bill Murray s style of, of dry comedy, uh, and it was just fantastic. So I'm actually, 
so I was one of the rare people who was like, I was okay with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I never had like the the sentimental connection like other people have. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very good film. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I am actually uh, be very interested to see, and hopefully he's doing he's directing all the episodes. Uh, I, I think it would actually be just a phenomenal series for him to try to uh, dip his toe into. So I wonder if he'll do the sequel. Yeah, we'll see. I'm trying to I'm trying to determine. I'm trying to determine how they're going to handle this. Um, I mean, are they going to do them out as episodic? I mean, it does say the first series will center um, on on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then the Oompa Loompas. Um, I'm trying to determine here whether we're talking about series or whether we're talking about animated specials. I mean, listen. Because it, I, it, I honestly can't tell. I mean, from this article, I'm okay if Netflix did a, I don't know, let, let's just say like three 45 minute episodes, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that makes more And then sense they to do me. something else like later on in the year, kind of like break it up a smidge. Uh, I'm very okay with that. Either way, I, I'm totally cool with it. Um, kind of see what they have uh, have going. I'm a little surprised that he hasn't signed an exclusive deal uh, with Disney, though. At the same time, I thought at this point he would have, unless he had this stuff in place. Disney, kind of. Disney would never make Jojo Rabbit. True. And if he wants to continue making movies like that, okay, the I I don't think he'll uh, I don't think he would sign exclusively with anybody. That's a that very said, very fair point. That said, he is also I mean you look at his list, free guy. Uh, Ryan in Ryan Re with Ryan Reynolds, The mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. These are all movies he's involved with or directing. Thor: Love and Thunder. Then he has Next Goal Wins with Elizabeth Moss and Michael Fassbender. Um, Night Raiders, which is another sci-fi thriller. Reservation Dogs, uh, which is a series, and The Artur, which is a Showtime. I think is a, a Showtime series as well. Not to mention the fact that he's being heavily courted. By Disney, as uh, Mr. Mayhem has already mentioned, mm -hmm. um, um, he's being heavily courted by Disney for Star Wars in some capacity, whether it's more episodes of The Mandalorian or if it's you know it, directing episodes of Loki. I mean, I don't know, directing stuff for the the Marvel slash Star Wars universe of uh, 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 that uh, of Disney. He's being courted heavily. And then on top of that, he's either producing and or directing or something, the live action version of Akira. Yeah. Which I don't think is mentioned. It's not mentioned in this article. Oh, wait, there's a related. Oh, it doesn't actually work. Okay. So, um, yeah, but he's he has something to do with the live action Akira uh, as well. So, I mean, who the hell knows? You know, at this point, who can say? Um, the man, uh, as Sandwich said, the man is really having a year. I think it's more than a year, and he won an Oscar this year, yeah. you know, as well. Yeah, At least one was it one or two? I don't remember. I but the point is, yeah, the the man is the man is uh, he's out there and he's doing stuff and good. I haven't seen him do a bad thing yet. I can't think of a bad, even a mediocre thing that I was like, eh. So if he's attaching himself to all these projects, you can bet that these projects are going to be. You know, if history is any uh, indication, they're going to be great. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was the Bob Iger. Speaking of Disney. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to finish this uh, Bob Iger article. 
Uh, but he had a sit-down conversation with a Hollywood reporter uh, talking about kind of like his next roles with uh, uh, Disney, his new kind of personal um, agenda as he uh, stepped down. The other thing actually that was big news while uh, you were away, Big Kev, was Iger stepping down. Not, uh, not I don't want to say stepping down as if he got forced out, but... Uh, Retiring. Yeah, he, he retired as CEO of the company, uh, which was, I think, roughly about a year ahead of time. Um, and pretty much he was saying that uh, he's going to be putting personally more focus uh, in time into Disney Plus. Because even though that dis- the service has done well so far, it's not pumping out the original content um, he's looking for exactly. Yeah. Uh, which which is something we've talked about on the show previously, is the fact that, that like they're looking to have that go-to original piece uh, or show or whatever the case may be. Um which they're not exactly having right now. Yeah, I mean, so I think the Mandalorian's a great candidate for like the the Disney Plus like you need it for Mandalorian and any of these Marvel titles we got going forward, Moon Knight, WandaVision, Loki, I think any of them could be the one that pops and gets you know Disney Plus really just through the fucking roof. Mhm. Especially Loki, because people are losing their mind even still. And the last bit of Loki we got was that 10-second little teaser at the end of the teaser for the Super Bowl. <laughs> so people are going to lose their mind for that show. So I think, you know, Loki, if we get a, a good casting for Moon Knight, I don't know who they're looking at. They haven't really said anything. I think that could really just skyrocket Disney Plus into everyone's homes. I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not surprised. that he. I, I think it makes sense, actually, because as the new CEO is going to be worrying about a ton of other things in terms of, uh, what's happening with the coronavirus? Because now all of Disney's Asia parks are closed yeah. at the moment. Um, the box office is going to be taking a hit because movies are delayed. Um, there's going to, you know, maybe there's also a delay in uh, getting films finished. Not 100% sure on that aspect. Um, and I was obviously after the major investment that Disney made into getting Disney Plus together, uh, it, it makes sense if he's still under contract for the next year ish, whatever the case may be. That he kind of just focuses on that. I think it's a right move oh, yeah. uh, for someone who um, has been involved in so many different projects and willing to, uh, I don't want to say gamble, but looking to push the envelope, looking to try something different. Uh, I, I think it makes sense. So um, I think Iger's been in a place where you know he's been working with Disney for a while. So I think it's good to let him handle this new big project and let this new guy, I think it was Chipek or whatever his last name was. Nah, I can pronounce it. Let him handle you know the other stuff because you know they. He, he was working with the parks for a while, so at least he's somewhat aware of, you know, how to work this stuff. Let Iger, you know, try to handle Disney Plus going into this new year or however long he's going to stay. Yeah. And then, you know, give it to him when you've got something going because I think Iger really handled Disney very well over the past couple of years. For sure. I think if they're choosing this Chepek or Mr. C, whatever you want to call him, I think if they're confident in him enough to put him in this position – Give him time, let him figure out everything else, fix Corona, and then we can bring him back in for Disney Plus and just really <laughs> push Disney to the stratosphere. I I could not agree more with you there. Um, Big Kev, everything good on your side, sir? Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm actually I'm just working my way through the article here to pick out uh, some interesting points. The first of all was that there was a Tron series in development. That for Disney Plus, apparently that was never mentioned or greenlit, but it had been in in development, which got scrapped. Which looks like we're not getting that. Aww. There was some Muppet thing uh, called uh, Muppets Live Another Day, 
um, which was Josh Gad and uh, the Once Upon a Time creators, Eddie Kittis and Adam Horowitz. The three of them apparently were working on this Muppet project, but that apparently got shelved, but is apparently now at least back in the hands of Disney+. Plus. So that may happen. Um, but yeah, it looks like, you know, they're developing things and they're kind of deciding whether they should stay at Disney plus or some of them have been moved over to Hulu, like, um, the Zoe Kravitz, um, pseudo sort of remake series of high fidelity was moved back to Hulu. But originally I guess they thought it was going to be Disney plus, but the content was too, um, Adult, shall we say, mm -hmm. which I think is which I think is interesting, um, considering, uh, you know, the the fact that the Marvel movies have considerable <laughs> violence and things in them like that. So I guess that, you know, there's too much kissing going on in high fidelity. So they got to move it over. <laughs> it's a nice way. Um, I'm really I'm really upset to hear, though, that there was a Tron anything in the works that they've killed. Yeah, because it's point we have had nothing from tron since uh the that animated series which i don't remember the name of at the moment and i'm sure og is going to call in and excoriate me for forgetting it um but uh th we've had nothing since that and that brief animated series which by the way they never released officially on dvd although i have one Ooh. and um yes i think it wasn't no i, I was thinking revolution but that's matrix um, whatever it was, we haven't had anything since then. And, uh, there are a lot of Tron fans out there. They're also spending millions of dollars to put that Tron ride. Uh, Shanghai. I can't remember in Florida or California, one of the U S parks. Oh, the new the one. One yeah, yeah, in, yeah. yeah. The, the, they're, they're putting that ride in, um, the one that's in Shanghai currently, um, they're they're putting another version or a new version of that ride in one of the U.S. parks, which means they support the property. They must at least in some level support the property. Yeah. So why not do the third movie or why not allow this series to move forward? I, know, I would love I would love some so I would love something Tron ish related. That'd be just fantastic. Well, uh, look, and I'm on board there. Neither one of the people who are still alive in that movie, because we know if you saw Tron, um, the Tron sequel, uh, that um, Jeff Bridges, you know, spoiler alert, Jeff Bridges didn't make it. <gasps> um, but you know who did? His son and um, and what's her name? Cora. They both are alive and they're both in the real world. You know, uh, so, I mean, it's not like there isn't things that could be done here. It's not like. Uh, you know, they were definitely setting up for a third movie or some stories to be told afterwards. Well, maybe it's time to start telling those stories or doing those things because, you know, we, I think we've had enough distance. We had to wait, what, 109 years between Tron and its sequel. Sounds uh, you know, I, I feel like if they have the license and they're being supportive, well, they obviously have the license. If they're going to be supportive of it, then let's be supportive of it. Let's do some stuff with it. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, there's two other things I would like to hit before we do eventually go to break. Uh, one thing that uh, Big Kevin and I have mentioned uh, previously on the show is just the awesomeness that is Fathom Events. Gives you a nice opportunity to uh, check out movies that you may not have had the chance uh, for one reason or another, uh, most yeah. of the reason just someone wasn't born when something hit the theaters. 
Uh, and in this case, uh, 1933's King Kong. I'm furious at this. Uh, why is that? Why? Because I can't see it. <laughs> ah. I, uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I bought tickets to go see it with my old man, and honestly, I am stupid excited for this. I'm a, you should have dragged the sandwich with you so we can see what a movie looked like. <laughs> you know what? I do like going to just like kind of like going to the movies with the old man, but it's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. About it. I'm just, I don't want to interrupt the look, time. Hey, no, no, hold on. Hold on. There's two shows here, Mr. Monty. There's a 1 p.m. and a 4 p.m. I'm not, I'm not watching six hours of King Kong. <laughs> It's not six. That movie's not an hour and a half, well, is it? Like the or three hours? No, it's uh, it's two and change. I think six hours. Of oh, I would I would have went. I would have went to both shows, no doubt. I would have went to both shows because you know what? You'll see something different each time you watch it. I've seen that's, I've that's seen what, the movie before. It's just over two hours, actually. Uh, I've seen the movie damn. before. I have it on on Blu uh, DVD, um, but I've never seen it on the big screen. So exactly why I'm saying. The opportunity to see it twice was one that at least maybe not you, Mr. Monty, maybe not you, Mr. Sandwich, who clearly isn't going to see it at all. But for me, I would have definitely gone to both screenings because, again, I think despite the fact that maybe we've seen this movie, what, Nick, two, three thousand times, uh, uh, it's uh, when you see something on the big screen. One, an entirely different experience, and two, you will definitely see shit that you have never seen before. Honestly, the the whole Fathom Events experience, it's worth signing up for their newsletters um, just to kind of take advantage of these opportunities. Because there's always like at least one movie or one um, series that they're going to be releasing where it's absolutely worth it. Uh, They've shut down all the Indiana Jones uh, on a given day. I've seen Ghostbusters, Back to the Future in this capacity. Um, uh, Young Frankenstein, which was hysterical. Oh, uh, uh, that hysterical. was so, so good. And you see with hardcore, legit fans. And if someone, yeah. if someone says, yeah, but I don't like going out to the theater, this is not that circumstance. Because you're going with people like you who give a shit, yeah. who will turn off their phones the second yeah. the movie actually gets started. Because they want this yep. is a huge deal for them. And yeah. at, at worst case scenario, you're going to get someone like, you know, so like, like someone who's older and they're bringing their young kid to give them that experience uh, for right. the first time. So they can kind of understand maybe why they like it so much. And you know what? Going back to young Frankenstein, perfect example where there was a mother that, or there was a father and they brought their grade school kid and the kids were laughing their asses off. And honestly, that made the movie so much more enjoyable because you like I looked over and I just saw the, the joy in these kids, and it made me enjoy the movie. Which I mean, it's hysterical on, on its own for obvious reasons, uh, but just seeing that just made the movie that much better. So, you got to give it up to Turner Classic Movies and Fathom Events for coming together to do this because, I mean, honestly, th- this is it, it's for a film buff. This is one of the greatest programs out there because. Yeah. You can find little, small, older theaters. I think the one for us, um, uh, Mr. Monty, I think I've mentioned this to you, is the Lafayette Theater. Yep. Uh, I think it's a bit up north from from where you guys are. Yeah. Um, but they're they're showing them every week. They're showing movies every week, different ones. And and um, also we're putting out a lot of drive-in movie theaters. Yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of them in Pennsylvania that do just like the classic stuff. Um, yeah. But there's some that are still around, and they're absolutely worth it. Uh, because yeah. that's something where you brag about to people the fact that I went to a drive-in, I saw Wizard of Oz, whatever the case may be. 
You know, right. like, like a historical classic movie, and it just makes it it makes it so much more enjoyable than something you can just watch digitally at home. Hey, uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to address Will uh, Will on inst- on uh, Instagram here. He he says, Kev, it's playing on Honolulu. Yes, thank you, Will. So I think Will is suggesting that I should spend fifty or sixty dollars to pop on over to Honolulu for the day to watch a movie. I think uh, I think I'm gonna pass. I mean, no, I, would, I, would, pass, Will. I wouldn't mind doing that. Listen. I would. Lo- you know what? I would. You know what? I almost would consider going, flying all the way over to Honolulu, to see this movie because it's King Kong, and I will not, very likely, not get another opportunity to pop over. Uh, you know, to, to to pop in and see that movie. But honestly, I don't know, man. It's it's. it's it's probably what 80 bucks round trip. Mm-hmm. And then the tickets are probably what 10. So we're talking about, you know, a hundred dollars to see this movie. I don't know. Kev, I don't know. Kev, what it sounds like is it sounds like Will's giving you a solution to your problem and you just don't want to take it. <laughs> I, I think, I think if Will would like to financially uh, support that, he can go right over to, um, uh, to the, homepage over there at geek stuff uh tng and he can make a 100 dollar donation to the show get, and then uh, then, get, then maybe we can do that get kev de kong 2020 there you get go kev to, yes <laughs> like time that. time is running out <laughs> i like because that like next week there you go you know. uh you know let's actually save the next story for the bonus show uh i think that's something i kind of would like to uh to chat about there um because we do have some products. So, uh, Big Kev, why don't you take us to break, sir? Oh, all right. Uh, speaking of breaks, uh, we will take our first and only break right here on Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, <laughs> uh, he froze at the worst time. Did he? Oh, I Not see. froze. Not froze. <laughs> oh, what a dick. <laughs> I freeze. <laughs> you froze really well there. Because I was just. <laughs> what the fuck? Because I, I just I... wasn't. I just wasn't moving for a minute. That iPad was like so silly. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, it froze. Oh well. It's you had that like shit-eating grin. <laughs> I'm not frozen. <laughs> Good lord. Send us a break. Episode 580. Shit-eating grin. No, it's be episode 580. Speaking of. There you go. Dot, dot, dot. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Deeper than my grave, G. I'm ready to die, and nobody can save me. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Oh, live from Studio M, it's Geek Stuff TNG, with your hosts, Mr. Mayhem himself, the fabulous Big Kev, Rocky, and I, the Sandwich. 
You just heard a lovely little sponsor from our friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118 scale X-Wing on the market, which is perfect for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys and things who just like and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. It comes with many fabulous parts like this ship has lights, places for the bombs to go, R2D2 goes boop, bop, and the beeps, of course, and the X-Files go out and do attack position. We here at Kids of TNG always highlight the deluxe edition, which comes with working landing lights, static figures, the little people mover, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. We here at Kicks of TNG always recommend you use your five, five POA three and three quarter figures for the cockpit, but to each their own. Let's oh, go to the f- I'm going. So close. So No, I got to stop you. All right. Isn't it 5 POA? Would, we, would, we would never recommend anyone use a 5 POA for Why? anything. I wouldn't. Because the vintage collection exists that has 20 POA. Okay. Well, uh, listen. I just tried it for the bit. It didn't work. We'll go on anyways. Just saying. Anyways. I, I had to stop you. I, can, I cannot allow that kind of misinformation to be, uh, to be let out there. Else comes with a little fabulous magazine guy. Dog! <laughs> Maron! <laughs> a little fabulous magazine guide full of fascinating facts and helps you build the extra as you go along. And the fabulous little binder, you can bind it all together and uh, display it somewhere, maybe on your bookshelf, maybe on your mantle, anywhere around your house to really just pull the room in together. Time to do my bit. I steal from Kev every week. I'm going to keep stealing it until he trademarks it. Or you're going to go to a convention with your friends. And you're going to see a fabulous X-Wing, you know, with some figures around it. They're really going to set it up. And you're going to see that and say, holy shit, that's awesome. You know, I've been doing Star Wars for a long time now. I, of course, have the 20 points of POA figures, not the five point of POA figures from the vintage collection. So I, of course, have the optimal figures for everything. So I should look into this X-Wing because it's the most optimal X-Wing I've seen. Optimally, you're going to go over there. (laughs) And you're going to see his X-Wing and say, hey, bud, uh, how much that X-Wing run for? And he's going to say it runs for X amounts. And you're going to say it runs too fast for my wallet. What Build X-Wing does, it gives you an affordable monthly subscription to build that X-Wing as you go along so that you're not killing your wallet, but you're making yourself feel happy and you're pulling that collection that you've been really building together. So if you want to reach them, they're at buildxwing.com. But if you want to use your telephone, they're at 877-544-6779. Uh, All right, not, not bad. You, uh, you you picked it up on the back end there. I tried. Proud of you. Uh, well, we have a little. Did bit you of... did yes. you do did you do that bit that coming back from break bit when OG was there? Yes, yeah. yeah and the look on OG's face was actually kind of priceless on that. He uh, he raised an eyebrow to say the least. Did he? Oh yes, Damn he it. did. Yes, he did. I um, wish I had seen that. It was it was pretty good. Uh, so we have uh, some product today. Yes, we do. Um, pick this up from Sideshow Collectibles. Uh, the one thing uh, you you missed, Big Kev, uh, I picked up a I picked up a print for once. Uh, oh. As you say, um, I need some. I need to start hanging shit on my walls. <laughs> well, it wouldn't it. hurt. It, Just saying. You're right. You're right. Uh, and I picked up a nice creep show uh, poster, and it came with nice. Uh, 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 coupon on it, and with that coupon, I picked up this bad coupon. boy coupon um, through Doctor Collector um, from Sideshow Collectibles. I picked up the Ghostbusters employee welcome kit, and right off the bat, I will say that this is 
ideal for anyone who's a general, like if it doesn't matter if it's a longtime Ghostbusters fan like myself, something you may need for a Halloween um, costume. Uh, maybe not so much for a little kid, but I, I think this is honestly just an adorable little uh, piece that will be worth it for people. Uh, it comes with a, a certificate Ooh. from the Ghostbusters Training Academy, so you can put that on um, up on your wall. Uh, the nicest aspect, hopefully I'm not going to screw this up too much. Yep, too late. Um, it comes with a equipment manual and protocol. So it actually shows you how you would use the equipment. Uh, it, it talks about kind of just like a general guideline, uh, some notes. And, and it is actually like an employee how-to uh, pamphlet. Almost like something you would see maybe like, at a job once like you're, you're younger, kind of like how to operate certain machinery. Um, and it's pretty extensive. It's over 140, 150 pages, give or take. And it's a really nice little, I think it's the cream of the crop of the whole thing. Uh, it comes with uh, a Ghostbusters welcome kit uh, badge, which has some double-sided tape on the back end so you can hang it up somewhere. Comes with a business card from Dr. Uh, for actually from all the guys from the Ghostbusters. Comes with a flyer from the uh, the uh, commercial that ran during the first movie. You have a Ghostbuster, uh, you know, the, the main logo of the Ghostbuster. You have a, uh, a badge, a patch rather, excuse me. Uh, and also from the uh, Ghostbusters video game, the recent one, you get the rookie name badge, patch, keep saying badge, uh, that you can also put on as well, which is pretty sweet. Uh, has a property uh, protected by Ghostbusters sticker, which is nice to put on your car. Comes with or your house or your house if you want to put that in the front window when someone's walking in. It actually comes with an invoice slip, <laughs> which honestly, like this Dude, is actually pretty awesome. extensive. Like someone actually spent like a good chunk of time to get this going. Even has like the yellow paper in the back uh, for like the customer copy or, or for your personal records if you if you need to bill somebody. Uh, what else? You get it. it comes with a pen, Ghostbusters pen, an ectoplasm container, which is a little on the creepy side, but you know, is what it is. Uh, and a hidden gem, which was a lot nicer than I honestly thought it was going to be, was a Ghostbusters. It's kind of a dual thing. It's a pamphlet, but in it, I'm trying not to rip it. It has a map. Holy shit! Of everything from the first two movies. I'm going to try to hold this up to the Instagrams. So it has the main buildings. It has the River of Slime. Um, and honestly, this here alone, like this is actually something that would be really nice if you wanted to put this, uh, frame this and put this up on the wall. Because awesome. now that you think about it, I don't think I've ever seen a map really highlighting everything from the first two movies that you really give a damn about. Which, I don't know, I think this is one of the sicker kind of uh, aspects of the uh, of the whole kit. That is amazing. And on the back end, it actually has like a itinerary <laughs> of things you need to do, like a, like a checklist. So make sure you have your devices, make sure you check the, uh, the, the lights on, on the Ecto one, uh, make sure you have your personal equipment ready. Make sure you have your, your forms, like your invoices and such. Uh, and, and some of the other odds and ends that a go that a ghostbuster just needs to do. Yeah. Um, that is a lot of ghostbuster junk. It is. In and, one box. And honestly, I love it. Um, it is, uh, it comes with a $50 price tag. Oh, 
It's not bad at all, actually. So if you are, but the thing is that I used, um, like I said, the the creep show thing that I got came with a twenty dollar coupon. Ooh, coupon. Uh, and I had some uh, some rewards points from all the ish that I'd been ordering through <laughs> Sideshow. Uh, so so this thing came down to pretty much like Jesus. I think it came down to like I think this thing only cost me like fifteen bucks. That's not bad. Fifteen, maybe twenty bucks. No, I mean, look, which, for, which means it, it. What'd you say? It cost you about fifteen bucks. Yes. Yeah, which like means that. they still made somewhere <laughs> in the area of ten or eleven bucks. I was gonna say twelve. So, bucks, so good. Yeah. Um, but honestly, yeah. And the manual, I haven't read through every single page. But this is something that, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, it's absolutely. I mean, this would take probably like twenty minutes. I love to, that manual to read the whole thing. Yeah. It's got like so much just like generic bullshit. But when I say generic, but like there's like lore in this book about like different kinds of ectoplasm and the best way to like check your EK meter, whatever the hell it is. Like this, the book alone is the, the, awesome. The book alone is very awesome. Um, the ectoplasm container is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Because it reminds me of my favorite line from the first movie, which is. Someone sneezes and you want to keep it. It's <laughs> a great line. Um, yeah, so for 50 bucks, um, it may seem like it's a high price point for all of this stuff here, um, or just like a smidge out of reach. But honestly, I think between the, the manual and the book, uh, the, excuse me, the manual and the map, rather, uh, I think it's absolutely worth it. Because I think it's, I really do think it's worth framing that, uh, that map. For the yeah. diehard for the diehard fans, that is. I don't know if any of you guys would be interested, but uh, I would consider putting everything in the box. Maybe putting the manual on a shelf and uh, framing the the map, and I'd put the ectoplasm container away because that's just kind of creepy. In no, the grand scheme, what you of do things. is you put like a mysterious fluid in there and you leave it there, and then you make it extra creepy. The fact that you thought about that so fast actually makes it like a little. No, I thought something else, but I can't say it on air. Oh well, that's just that's just lovely. That's just disgusting. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I, no no no, it's not disgusting. I don't know if I can say it on air though. If you don't know Why? if you can, you probably Are we shouldn't. Censored? No, it won't be censored. It's nothing. You, uh, mm, I'll talk about it after. You're the thinking show. very. You're thinking too hard about this, so yeah. I think it's a good idea because I think I know what you're going to say. No, oh, it's not as bad, but still. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's where you were going? That's where he's going with it. <laughs> Not where I thought he was going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, yeah. What we'll do you, talk, what do you think I am? Oh my, oh, well, I'm just a, you're, you're I'm just sa- a simple sandwich. S- stop with the third person. Please. Very simple. Very simple. Hey. Uh, boys, is there anything else that you want to uh, to hit on before we wrap things up? Uh, yeah, what are all those comic books on the table? So you know how, as we've said before, like, I got a guy. <laughs> I know a yeah, guy. You got a guy. guy. Well, whenever someone has a box of comic books or collectibles that they need to sell um maybe from their childhood because they don't know anything about this this uh industry uh they come to me to sell their shit uh Interesting. so what happened was uh what had happened was uh someone i know who's buying a house and looking to move uh by the end of summer ideally uh he had found boxes of his old comics he hit me up on facebook saying hey can you help me out i said sure it pr- i but just so you know, you probably have nothing, so don't get too excited. Uh, I still need to finish going through the books, uh, but I was gravely mistaken because he has actually some uh, key books from Frank Miller's Daredevil, and he has the first appearance of uh, Rocket Raccoon in Hulk. Um, outside of that, I think he's got nothing now that I've actually gone through the books, but I need to double-check everything. But uh, 
yeah, this is kind of just my my eBay process in terms of you know separating everything and getting things together I see. for for the eBay's or for the Facebook Marketplace to to sell some ish. So yeah, I've done I've done some of that consulting work as well. Yeah, so everyone's got a guy, and I'm not I'm not comic guy for them. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, yeah, anything else, boys? You want to hit on anything? Rocky, you good? Well, unless unless something came in. To, to the box that was for the show that Sandwich didn't bring in, I got nothing. I'm confused. Did anything come in to our post office box that was for the show? Uh, nothing, because it was I, a lot of stuff that I didn't think the show needed. Oh, it was, oh, I see. I mean, I, I could tell, I could tell you what is on air. I could tell you off air. I, I, I tell you, me off air. That's fine. Using my judgment, I, I deemed none of it was uh, needed for the show. That's all right. We got. Wow. We, we had now I'm soap. terrified. <laughs> well, if any, well, we'll worry about that later. But uh, we, luckily, we managed for today. Uh, but boys, I hear the wrap up music going on. Oh, yeah. You can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. Why are you shaking? I don't hear. It's. I don't hear. We're it. doing that shtick again. Okay. Um, <laughs> You can find us on social media at Sandwich at uh, GeekStuffTNG on the Instagrams, on the Facebook, as well as the Twitter. Um, Stop it! I I like the tunes. For the for the record, I was hitting Sandwich and not Rocky. Uh, you can find me on social media as Monty's Mayhem. M O N T E S M A Y H E M. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. The Snapchat. And most importantly, on the YouTubes where I'm posting uh, um, as many comic videos as possible, which is really just one a week. So, what videos? Uh, some some comic book review stuff. Some uh, I, oh. I tutor, uh, screwed around with some unboxing videos. His most recent video well. was an unboxing of this exact product. There you go. Yeah. Oh, um, which is a little bit harder to do those things than I thought it was. But again, learning experience. There you go. Uh, Big Kev, your social media information. Big Kev GS on the Xbox One network where uh, myself and several companions, including Cousin Dave, Jay Ham, uh, Mumbles, and uh, uh, and occasionally, occasionally, very rarely, um, Uncle Eric, and even more rare, The Sandwich, uh, and I are trying to bring law and order to a lawless West on Red Dead Redemption 2. And BK geek stuff everywhere else. Is Red Dead still like a really big video game, or was that like a fad? Like I don't know. I'm I mean, I really don't know that shit. So. No, yeah, a lot of people are still playing it. I mean, they've had, they've had problems. They've had a lot of problems, um, glitches and and things. But I think it's, I think it's kind of starting to pan itself out a little bit. They mm-hmm. they are they are adding a lot of content. But you know, it's like anything else. Everybody complains. Uh, incessantly about every little problem that occurs, but you know what are you gonna do? You just gotta ride it through, so to speak. And um, I think it's a great game. I have fun every time that I play it. I haven't played with Sandwich in a while, but but we were having a good time when when we were playing together. Yeah. Um, with all those other people as well. So, yeah. Very nice. And Sam, what's your social info? You can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Fantastic. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and the sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close, episode 580, the one that we ultimately named 
speaking of dot 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 to a close the way we end some episodes by saying good night og wherever you are and on that note we cue the music (laughs) 